Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is April 7th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Hymn of Heaven by Phil Wickham. Today's scripture will be found, I'll be reading from the book of Matthew as we read about what happens before the crucifixion and regarding scripture on the crucifixion and I'll also incorporate other scripture other verses from John 14:6 Revelation 13:8 1 Corinthians 1:18 Hebrews 10:10 10, 10, Philippians 2:8 Romans 5:10 6:22 Galatians 6 4 6 14 excuse me and Luke 22 15 but we will be reading from Matthew and we will begin with the the Last Supper and so we're not going to talk well I'll include in my thoughts about Palm Sunday and the betrayal of Judas and then we will read Matthew beginning at chapter 26 verse 20 all the way to well, right before right before uh, we're not going to get into uh, the resurrection until Sunday so we will read through chapter 27 verse 55 I meant to come on on Friday to talk about Palm Sunday and the significance of that day when Jesus rides in on a donkey and the people realize some of the people realize that he is the King of Kings and they are laying down their coats and palms and they're, they're ushering him ushering in their King Jesus he had a mission and he was going to fulfill that mission he was on his way and this group of people who had just witnessed the last miracle that Jesus had done was raising Lazarus from the dead. It was to show the people one more act of God that he could raise someone from the dead and he was himself going to raise himself from the dead and a lot of the group that was gathered around as Jesus is riding in on the donkey were people that had witnessed or had heard about Lazarus being raised from the dead so there was a purpose for that just as there was a purpose and a plan from the beginning from Genesis 3:15, when Satan introduced sin to the world by deceiving Adam and Eve to eat the fruit from the forbidden tree of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil God had a plan in place that he was going to send his son to be born to redeem his followers from sin so we could one day live our lives with him in eternity there was a plan in place there's always been a plan in place Jesus defeated death he was showing us through raising Lazarus from the dead that he was defeating death and what's our greatest fear ever we get really sick oh we might we might die or someone we know is really sick oh they might die I used to really be just afraid of that but as my faith has grown and I've mentioned this before it's grown because I've started reading the Bible from the beginning to the end and yes I go and read other places other books I don't just stick to the beginning and not ever go into other books in the Bible 
but my my faith has grown leaps and bounds because the story of Jesus is from the very beginning from Genesis all the way to Revelation and so that's why my faith has grown uh, and, and it is the Holy Spirit who prompted me to to do this and that that's that's just what I do but this group of people they knew who was riding in on the donkey that day they knew and those Jews and Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees they were just wanting to kill Jesus kill him kill him crucify him crucify him and even one of the twelve betrayed him Judas and we're going to read during the Last Supper. First thing Jesus says is, one of, you, one of you that I'm breaking bread with is going to deceive me. And they all asked him, Lord, is it I? They were all questioning their, their loyalty, in my opinion. They, they weren't sure. Was it going to be one of them? And Jesus does end up, ends up telling them that, that they were all going to fall away. And that Jesus, or not Jesus, but uh, Peter was going to deny him three times and that rooster was going to crow. And there's four Gospels, of course, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and one adds a little more to the story. But he... He just says uh, in one after Peter's, Peter's denials, Jesus stands there and as he's walking into to the building and he hears that rooster crow, he turns and looks at Peter. And then Peter's remorse is just overwhelming. He, he cries bitterly. But when Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene after resurrection she tells him, he tells her go and tell my disciples and Peter so he's letting Peter know that he's not mad at Peter anyway so we'll start in Matthew I'm I'm going to read we've we've heard and read about the greatest act of God you know, the reason he came down, the crucifixion, and then the resurrection. I caught a clip last night as I was watching, I don't know, must have been the news. I caught a clip of the Passion of the Christ. Have you seen that movie Mel Gibson directed? It was just a clip and they were whipping Jesus just a lash and I always get I just got tears instant instant tears of what happened to him for our sake so that we could be redeemed the what he went through it breaks my heart but Jesus knew what was going to happen he's God he knew what was going to happen and he did it anyway and he and to this day anyone that believes in him confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart everything that he did we must also repent we must believe in the Son of God in order to go to heaven so those of you that believe oh there could be this way or that way oh I'm a good person I'm going to go to heaven no you must believe in the Son of God there is no way that you can get into heaven by being good and nobody can be all good by the way only the spotless Son of Son of God was able to be perfect and blameless and had no sin but yet he took all of our sin to the cross. He suffered torture after torture after torture for our sins, ultimately, ultimately crucified on that cross. So yeah, when I saw that clip, I was like, oh, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it. And if you have it, it, it 
God hasn't revealed to you the significance of that his son went to the cross for your sins and the price he paid for us once for all. So his tone, his blood, excuse me, could atone for our sins. He was the last sacrifice. There are no more other sacrifices. God, he destroys the temple where they were bringing the animal sacrifices. He destroyed it. There's only a wall there. He destroyed it. For a reason. There was not to be any more sacrifices, any more innocent blood of, of animals sacrificed. And we're not going to go into the story in uh, Exodus or where it talks about the first Passover there and putting the, the blood of the spotless lamb on the doorposts. But Jesus' blood, he's the last, he's a, he's, he's a lamb of God. His blood atones for our sins. And if we, if we receive him into our hearts, and it's an intentional deci decision to follow him, if we receive him into our heart and believe everything that he did, we have his blood on the doorposts of our hearts and our homes. There's power in the blood of Jesus where evil can pass right on by. Where we won't suffer eternal separation from God. But we will receive the blood of Jesus and be saved by his precious blood. So let's begin. Now, the scriptures that I read earlier, I'll read them at the end, just kind of, just to read them. So we can, so I can just drive the message a little bit more into your hearts, I guess. So turn to Matthew. We're, we're going to begin at the Last Supper, verse 20. Because I've kind of already explained the Jesus walking in or riding in on the donkey, and then one of the twelve betrays him, Judas Iscariot. He, he, the devil gets into him and he uh, betrays Jesus. So here we are, the Last Supper. Now, when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with twelve disciples. As they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved, they, each one, began to say to him, Surely not I. Pause. I want to read another little clip in Luke. Where... They're having the same discussion. And this account says, it's found in Luke chapter 22, verse 23. And they began to discuss among themselves which one of them it might be who was going to do this thing. So the twelve... They were all wondering their loyalty to Jesus. They who had walked with him during his ministry of just at least three years, maybe a little longer. But they all, because they were with him long enough that when Jesus would say something, it would come true. And so they knew that one of them was going to betray. Of course, Judas knew it was him. And Jesus knew it was Judas. And so let's continue. But I just thought it's just very important that they all asked, Is it I, Lord? And then it says, 
And he answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Pause. There's so many people that feel sorry for Judas. You know, it's... When Jesus says, Woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. He says, Woe! And whenever he goes into any woes, it's, it's their warnings. Woe to that man. It would be better if he had not even been born. So Judas, he's still at the table. He's listening to what Jesus just said of him. And I believe this is why Judas hung himself. But this this was a plan. <clears throat> that there's no surprises to Jesus. But Judas he did not make it up for for those of you that are, are feeling sorry for him, like, whoa, why Judas? Well, Judas was greedy. And when a person has greed, the enemy can enter into that person and, and, and take over. We have the will to say, we're, we've been given free will, we can say no to the devil. The pride of money, oh, the devil and his demons can, can get you. Satan is the first one to be proudful, prideful. He wanted to be God from the beginning. The pride of life just corrupted him and has corrupted him even more to this day and he's doing everything that he can to have people turn away from Jesus. And Judas, who was betraying him, said, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. Pause. He had already collected the 30 pieces of silver or he had already committed to collect the 30 pieces of silver. And he's asking, he's the first one to ask Jesus, surely it is not I. As if he'd been, he'd been walking with Jesus, as if Jesus didn't know what was in his heart. And of course, the other ones also began to ask, surely not I. And, well, maybe it's they all asked first and then Judas asked last. But, we'll continue here. And Jesus said to him, you have said it yourself. Pause. I've often wondered about this answer from Jesus where he says, you have said it yourself after Judas asked, surely it is not I. And I've often wondered if Jesus is saying there, and I may be wrong and you may disagree, that it was the devil, Satan himself, that was in Judas. But again, you have to be wide open for, for Satan to enter you. <laughs> you. Your walk with God isn't, isn't, you're not walking and living a righteous life and following Jesus with your whole heart, your mind, and your soul. So I've often thought that Jesus is saying when he said, you have said it yourself, that had Judas been pure, he wouldn't have done that. Jesus is talking to the demon in Judas. So anyway, that's just kind of 
have how I have interpreted that where he said you have said it yourself but Judas is not an innocent because Judas he was already letting himself go down the worship of money path and that and he suffered the fate you know God knows the heart Uh, because prior to that, again, he says, uh, woe to that man who betrays me. Woe, woe, woe. It'd be good if th for that man, if, and he doesn't say for Satan, it's good for that man if he had not been born. The Lord's Supper instituted. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take eat this is my body and when he had taken a cup and given thanks he gave it to them saying drink from it all of you pause all of you he said to do this Judas is still there 28 for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. Pause. Listen, listen, listen. This is the new covenant. Jesus ushers in a new covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. It's not about being born into a certain state or nation anymore it's those that believe in him the son of god who came down from heaven to be born of the virgin to teach about himself to be crucified for us as the last sacrifice and that he resurrected on the third day he sticks around for 40 days and then he goes back into heaven. If you don't believe that and have repented from your sins, it's a continuous repentance. You will not get into heaven. Because when we have Jesus' blood atoning, the atonement of Jesus' blood on the doorposts of our heart and on our homes, we're the temple of God. We, because of his death and that shedding of his innocent blood, we have the forgiveness of sins, past, present, and future. That's what he died for because he knew we couldn't get it right. But he also knows the ones that are following him. So don't ever get down on yourself at what you've done, what you're currently doing, or what you're doing in the future because his blood, you have his atonement on your heart. You are forgiven. This is a new covenant. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Pause. The next message, I want to go into the Feast of the Lord. It's going to be a wonderful feast for his believers. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you that this very night, before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. All the disciples said the same thing. Well, we do know that they all just kind of scatter and they and Peter Peter is following at a distance, but he's denying that he knows Jesus. 
in Luke 22:31 Jesus says this to Simon Peter Simon Simon behold Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and you when once you have turned again strengthen your brothers pause so when Jesus stops when when he hears the rooster crow and he knows Peter has realized that he has just betrayed Jesus three times he remembers what Jesus had said to him that Satan would ask to demand to sift him like wheat but Jesus prays for him that his faith may not fail and once he's turned back when he turns to look at Jesus he's asking Peter strengthen your brothers I think that is so beautiful Peter cries bitterly, and I'm sure he's remembering all of Jesus' words. Let's continue here. The Garden of Gethsemane. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over and pray, over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Pause. Isn't that so the case? I don't know about for you or me, but the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's This is why Jesus came and to atone for our sins. Because we, we as human beings are never going to get it right. But he says, keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. He went away again to see one. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy, and he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us, go, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. Jesus' Betrayal and Arrest While he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who was being betrayed gave him a, now he who was betraying him gave them a sign again. Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. Pause. I always remember Jesus' words to Judas. Now, of course, Judas is, his fate is eternal damnation. But Jesus still calls him friend, even though, because friends betray us. I feel that that's such an important le lesson on this very night that he was arrested, that he called his betray his betrayer friend so when something happens to me in this way where I feel someone's betrayed me 
or if something's happened to you that you feel someone's betrayed you, we have to follow in Jesus' example and call them friend. And then Jesus also asks us to pray for our enemies. A lot of lessons that Jesus taught us. 51, And behold, one of those who were with Jesus reached and drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your slave back into its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Pause. Other scripture tells us that this other person is Peter, the apostle Peter, who drew his sword and, and cut off the, uh, the, the ear of the slave of the high priest. I believe the ear was cut off because as a... Just... To let us know that the slave and the people weren't hearing the message. They weren't hearing. They didn't have their ears open. And I think this is why, it, to me, it's significant that the ear was whacked off. But Jesus, he, put, he, he does another miracle here on his way to being arrested. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? How then will the scripture be fulfilled which say that it must happen this way? Pause. Everything that took place, even though Jesus praying if this, if, you know, if there can be another way, let it be, but your will be done. And he he's he says or do you not think i can just ask the father to give me 12 more than 12 legions of angels that's a lot of angels that he could have called upon to help him but no this had to take place the crucifixion had to take place the resurrection had to take place so that we his children that are called to him born again can have salvation and have eternal life with jesus christ at that time jesus said to the crowds have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would again you would against a robber every day i used to sit in the temple teaching you and you did not seize me but all this has taken place to fulfill the scripture of the prophets then all the disciples left him and fled this is where the apostles leave. And then Jesus goes before Caiaphas. Peter has his denials. I'm not going to continue reading there. I did do uh, a message on uh, Resurrection Sunday, I believe, when I first was starting out. That has more detail if you want to go and listen to that. More reading. I'm not going to go into Judas's remorse because I had that in that message as well. And Jesus goes before Pilate. And I will read. Now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor questioned him saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? And he did not answer him with regard to even a single charge, so the governor was quite amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the people any one prisoner whom they wanted. At that time, they were holding a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the people gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Bar Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called the Christ, Christ. For he knew that because of envy, they had handed him over. I want to pause right there because Jesus agrees here when Pilate asks him, Are you the king of the Jews? He says, It is... It is as you say. In Revelation 2-3 and Revelation 3-3, I want to I want to say Jesus is on record there saying, You say you are a Jew, but you're not Jew. There's a true Jew and a fake Jew. 
and and that's significant so really it's either you are for christ or against christ and let's see now at the feast oh, i already read that sorry it's so early while he was sitting on the judgment seat his wife sent him a message saying have nothing to do with that that righteous man for last night i suffered greatly in a dream because of him but the chief priests and the elders persuaded persuaded the crowds to ask for barabbas and to put jesus to death but the governor said to them which of the two do you want me to release for you and they said barabbas pilate said to them then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they kept shouting all the more, saying, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but rather that a riot was starting, he took water and he washed his hands in front of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to that yourselves. And all the people said, His blood shall be on us and on the children, on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Can you believe it? These Jews. Pilate, he washes his hands of the situation. He knows. He doesn't want to have anything to do with killing or crucifying Jesus. And I love that about him. And then his wife had that dream warning Pilate, don't have anything to do with this guy. She must have had a real whopper, whopping dream. But these, these Jews, these Sadducees and scribes and Pharisees and the people, they they said in other scripture they say caesar is our king all the people said his blood shall be on us and on our children yikes Ugh, this is why jesus ushers in a new covenant because it's the ones that believe in him will be saved and only the ones that believe in the Son of God will be saved. Okay, we're going to read Jesus is mocked and the crucifixion. And then we'll go over to these other few scriptures. Jesus is mocked. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they knelt down before him and mocked him. Pause. They mocked him. So many people to this day are mocking him still. Can you picture it? The God of ages is going through this for you and for me so that we can be forgiven so that we could have everlasting life with him in eternity what a sacrifice beautiful sacrifice but it's sad he had to do this but it was necessary and they were saying hail king of the jews they spat on him and took the reed and began to beat him on the head after they had mocked him, they took the scarlet robe off of him and put his own garments back on him and led him away. They were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, whom they pressed into service to bear his cross. The Crucifixion And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a school, they gave him wine to drink mixed with gall, and after tasting it, he was unwilling to drink. And when they had crucified him, they divided up his garments among themselves by casting lots. And sitting down, they began to keep watch over him there. And above his head, they put up the charge against him, which read, This Jesus, 
This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. At that time, two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself if you are the Son of God. Come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now, if he delights in him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Pause. I tell you, these people, they, they didn't want to believe. They simply did not want to believe. I'm going to go over to Luke, and because I want to read about the robbers, the, the people that were uh, crucified on the right and to the left of of uh, Jesus because the Gospel of Matthew doesn't include this says that they one of the guys says one of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him saying are you not the Christ save yourself and us but the other answered and rebuking him said do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Pause. <sighs> Those of us that lose people as they pass away and the, we know that the people are saved, we don't mourn like the rest of the world who lose people and, and they have no idea. Oh, death is final, but we know that for those that pass away today, they will be with the Lord in paradise. So let's go to uh, verse 45 in Matthew. Now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabichanani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who were standing there, when they heard it, began saying, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran, and taking a sponge, he filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and gave, it, gave him a drink. But the rest of them said, Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they were coming out of the tombs after his resurrection. They entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him keeping guard over Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, became very frightened and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. Praise the Lord that those that witnessed this, that were, that were there to see it firsthand at the cross, believed, became believers. They became believers. And here we are, 2,000 plus years later, 
believing as we as we as the living word comes to life and we read about this great act of god the greatest act of, the greatest love that ever took place is what jesus did on the cross what jesus did on the cross i'll just finish this off here so many women were there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee while ministering to him. Among them was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Pause. On Sunday we'll read, Jesus is buried and Jesus is risen. Before I go into these last few little scriptures that I wrote here, I want to I just say... The enemy has been trying to remove Jesus and the cross of Jesus from the earth ever since Jesus died on the cross. People wear crosses around their necks to boldly say, I am a child of God and I am not ashamed of it. Because Jesus told us, if you are ashamed, he will be ashamed of you to his own father, to Father God. We are co-heirs of Jesus, therefore we are children of the living God. I did a podcast on holy race, holy people. We are the holy race. We are, we are, we are. It is not somebody else that was born into one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Unless you are saved and born again, as he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born of water and the Spirit. It's a new birth with Jesus' blood flowing through our veins. The true Christians, the true believers that are saved. Uh, my husband asked me why why Jesus kept saying, it's not my time. My time has not yet come. Well, he had to wait for Holy Week because there's a significance in the day of preparation and the, the Passover meal. He is the last sacrifice and this had to be done for all to see on the, on, on the day that he got crucified and the day he resurrected, these days are significant. He, he didn't want people to know because they would have gone after him sooner and he had a lot of things to do. He had a lot of things to do, but when he rode in on that donkey, it was time. He had to wait for Holy Week. So let's go two we'll start in john and I, I i didn't put markers in here we'll start with john 14 6 says this now i wrote these down i i can't remember what they say as i was preparing i just grabbed these grab these six jesus said to him i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me underline that we'll go to revelation 13 8 sorry for the page turning revelation 13 8 says this all who dwell on the earth will worship him everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who has been slain if anyone has an ear let him here. Huh. Whose name isn't written, whose name isn't written. First Corinthians one eighteen says this. Oh, I wish I would have put markers, guys. This would go a little quicker. So one eighteen says this. For the word of the for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, 
But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Pause. Those who are perishing, the word of the cross is, for, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Underline that. Hebrews 10.10 10. By this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Let me just read from 8. After saying above, Sacrifices and offerings are whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin. You have not desired, nor have you taken pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first in order to establish the second. By this will we, by this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all pause by what Jesus did he he did this once for all for anyone that comes to him and asks he stands at the door and knocks we'll turn to Philippians 2 8 Almost there. This will teach me to put markers. <laughs> Philippians 2.8 says this. I'm going to read from 5. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Pause even death on a cross he he did this for us i hope that this resurrection sunday you realize the importance of the sacrifice of the son's sacrifice the father's sacrifice sacrificing his son let's turn to romans 5:10 Hope I can get this done on time. Okay, Romans 5.10 says this, For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Let me read that again. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. Go to 6.22. Underline that one. 6.22 says this. You know, I did this early. I go ahead and scratch that because there is no 622. I'm sure I just wrote that wrong. I did that kind of kind of last minute. That's why I don't have any markers in here. Obviously, I didn't write the right verse there. So, and that's okay. 
we've got enough great scriptures to underline. So let's go to Galatians 6.14. <laughs> Sorry about that. 6.14 says this. But may it never be that I would boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Pause. I've come on messages before where I've said, we have to follow Jesus. When he says, follow me, to follow him with great intention. We're not going to get things right, but we're following him. And we are, we are ourselves being crucified on the cross along with him for our new birth of water and the spirit born again so we don't take for granted what jesus christ did for us we follow him with all of our heart mind soul and might luke 22 15 is the last one i have written down it says this Okay. Luke 22:14, I guess it's this one. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him, and he said to them, "I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God." Pause. Jesus waited for Passover and then the day of preparation and then he was the last sacrifice and then he resurrects on the third day but this meal we're going to talk about it the next message I don't know if it will be directly because I do want to continue in Psalms and continue in Genesis but there is a, a message that I'm going to be doing on the feast of the Lord and this is where those that have been invited to the supper, they have, they're too busy. They're too busy with the life. They've, they, they've got to go to work. They've got to make their money. So Jesus, he ushers in all of the, all of the ones that are born again, the sinners. The, the ones that are walking humbly before the Lord, who are making time for Him. We are invited to a great feast. So on Sunday, if I have to drive to a different location to deliver the message on the crucifixion and the, uh, the resurrection, I, I will do that, but I need to come on on Sunday. So just my thoughts on uh, Good, Good Friday, which is today, <sighs> Resurrection Sunday. If you haven't watched the movie, The Passion of the Christ, I encourage you to watch it. I forget what language they use, Aramaic maybe. They, they have the subtitles so we can follow along. But it's so powerful, so very powerful. I encourage you to watch that. Because this, this great act of God, he did this to save us. How beautiful is that? Such great love for us that he sent his one and only son to be crucified so his blood could atone for our sins. There's no greater act of love. And in the lessons on the way, calling Judas friend and telling the, the murderer on his right that today he, was, he, today he was forgiven. He accepted him as Lord and Savior. And today he went to paradise with him. Instant instant 
salvation for that robber and murderer. And the other one was damned to eternal fire. Two paths. Accept him and live with him for all eternity or deny him and be damned. Eternal separation from God to the pit of hell where make no mistake those that go there know where they're at and they can't get out of there. Never get out of there. The story of Lazarus and the rich man gives us a very strong example of what happens if you take the wrong path. I hope I've delivered this message good enough. I, I try to do my best. I do fumble my words. That will never, I can never help that. I come on as early as I can. I don't sleep well, no excuses. But my main point is I hope, this is such a powerful message of the cross that I don't want to let God down. I want to deliver the message well enough that somebody out there can look at this and say, yes, he died for me. I want to follow him. I want to serve him. I want to be with him. I want a relationship with him. I want this Jesus to save me. I want people to say, I'm tired of trying to do it on my own. I want, I want someone to have ears that hear and eyes to see the message of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're living in such crooked and evil times. You want to be on the right side of God. You want him to know you. There's other scripture where he says, well, I, I know where you, I know who you are. I know where you came from. We've got to have that intimate relationship with him. The, the robber and murderer on Jesus' right had that intimate relationship with him for just a second. Not a second, but you know, the, during that little small time, it was intimacy there. That was all Jesus needed to hear. I'm part of a prayer group and someone on there is always asking, is the person saved or do we need to pray for that person's salvation if somebody is in dire, uh, in a situation where they could be possibly passing into the next? And that's an important question. And I always say when I hear of these awful, awful things that happens, you know, the, the three children and the, the adults in that one private Christian school that were just taken just like that, you know, I think, or just any, any situation, I, I think, oh, were they saved? Were they saved? The children were. They were only nine. But when something tragic happens like that, I always think, or I always say, oh, but they knew the Lord and I know where they're at. This is the mindset we have to have in each day. What can we do today to, to help somebody come into their salvation with God? Repentance. The gospel of Jesus Christ is about redemption and about repentance. Go before the throne of God. Ask him to examine you. Deal with all the stuff in your life. Deal with it. 
as much as you don't want to deal with it. That's what I had to do. It was painful, yes, but I'm so glad. And I'm constantly asking him, what else? Is there anything else, Lord? Help me to deal with it. And we must always keep growing in our relationship. We can never know enough. We can never not want to know enough about the God of ages. My husband once told me, wow, I can understand now what Jesus did on the cross. What he had to go through in order to save us. Gosh. In that movie, The Passion of the Christ, I imagine that that's what Jesus looked like when he was hung on the cross. And even that actor, if you haven't seen his testimony, I can't remember his name, but he was attacked by Satan so many times. His testimony is powerful. He had pneumonia. I think he had a broken rib. I can't remember all of it, but he just kept being attacked. He had a fever when he was on the cross. We have to remember also, Jesus resurrects. He resurrects. So we're not left with the sadness of the cross, but the power of the cross and what he did. Yes, we are left with the power of the cross and the blood, the, the blood that was shed for us. Jesus defeated death. I might have already said this. When he resurrected Lazarus, he was showing that he had the power to raise someone up from the dead. He had the power to raise himself up from the dead. And he rose on the third day. There are many proofs of this, and we will get into that next on Sunday. I pray everybody has a blessed day today, rejoicing that Jesus conquered death on the cross. And so that when we die, on that very day, we are with him in paradise. All the glory to God. All the glory. All the glory. To my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All the glory. I mentioned to somebody yesterday, I often ask my Lord, why would you pick me? Because, you know, I'm always so tired. I don't sleep well. I'm just always, I don't have the energy like the average person, I guess. But he uses me. And I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. Much loved all. Until next time. Bye.